Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. The Enbridge Line 5 oil pipeline running through northern Wisconsin is an important conduit to getting fuel to refineries across the upper Midwest and Canada. It transports about 23 million gallons of crude oil and natural gas liquid per day, and that energy goes to heat homes and power vehicles. Today, Enbridge is undergoing the process to relocate the pipeline to go around the Bad River Reservation instead of through it. Paul Menaghini is the manager of community engagement with Enbridge. He gives Midwest Farm Report an update on the relocation project. The project itself, which we refer to as the Line 5 relocation project, um, was initiated really at the request of the Bad River Reservation. We Again, when Line 5 was originally constructed, uh, we had received all approvals to construct across the Bad River Reservation. So currently, Line 5 traverses about 13 miles um, as it crosses west to east across the Bad River, Bad River Reservation in northern Wisconsin. Over the course of those 70-ish operating years, uh, various easements, uh, different ownerships existed. And in 1993, several tracks came up for renewal. When that easement expired in 2013, uh, we were in negotiations with the ban, and unfortunately, we were unable to reach an agreement. Again, not on all 13 miles across the reservation, but approximately 12 individual parcels that over time the ban had become the majority ownership in, totaling about about 2.3 miles, I believe. So as a result, uh, we have proposed the Line 5 Wisconsin Segment Relocation Project. So it essentially goes uh, proposing about 41 miles of new 30-inch pipeline to go around the reservation. We have uh, recently been moving ahead in the permitting process. The Wisconsin DNR has a draft environmental impact statement, which they issued earlier this year in Q1. Uh, they received comments um, on that uh, permit and now are in the process of working that permit into a final permit. Some other good news, especially related to, to Wisconsin, is we have selected our general contractor, uh, Michaels Corporation, which is a Wisconsin corporation headquartered down in uh, Brownsville, Wisconsin. Uh, we've entered into a project labor agreement with four different pipeline trades here in the state of Wisconsin, and we're estimating about 700 direct construction jobs as a result of this project once it gets into uh, into construction. An economic study was done and it's estimated that it's going to add about $135 million to Wisconsin's economy. Uh, you're probably looking at over $6.5 million worth of property tax as a result of the new infrastructure. And we've also made a commitment that about $50 million will be spent with tribes and tribal-owned businesses. So really, it's going to add a lot of value uh, to northern Wisconsin economy once the project is uh, in construction. The original pipeline is 13 miles through the Bad River Reservation. Now how long is it going to be going around? Sure. It will essentially replace that 13 miles across the reservation with a 41-mile reroute dipping south around the reservation. So it's a delta of about 30 additional miles or 28 additional miles it will essentially add to the pipeline. And when it comes to relocating a pipeline, I mean, you've got to get in touch with more communities, uh, more landowners. How was that process? What was the sentiment from landowners when, you know, you approached them about the relocation? It's been a great story. Of that 41-mile reroute, like I mentioned before, we have reached agreements with 100% of the private landowners on that proposed reroute segment. So 
great relationships with our landowners. They're usually our biggest supporters. These relationships last for decades. So again, another great success story of the relocation project to date is that we reached agreement with 100% of the landowners on that reroute segment. What's the incentive, or is there an incentive, to have a pipeline uh, run through your property? We do obviously pay fair market value plus for those easements as we negotiate them. Each and every property is very different, right? Depending on the land use, obviously everything from farmland to heavily wooded. So each and every property is very different in the negotiation. But I, again, I think the, the proof point is that we're able to reach a successful agreement with 100% of our landowners shows that our uh, financial settlements were, were very much in line with the expectations of the landowners along the reroute. Do pipelines take agricultural land out of production? No, I, I think one of the, the benefits of a pipeline, obviously, is it's, is it's underground. So obviously, there's a short-term disruption to agricultural land during year one of construction, if you will. But again, we do compensate, especially those ag owners, for, for a loss, 100% loss of crop in year one during construction, where they're not able to plant and subsequently harvest over our, I'll say, our construction footprint. Another typical agreement with agricultural landowners is we have a five-year scale for any diminution in yield um, off of that land until the land can kind of settle back down and the crop yield on the easement is similar to off. So, again, there is a typically a five-year payment plan to make farmers whole, if you will, on any diminution in yield. Pipelines and farmland really do coexist quite well together over time, again, compared to other types of land where maybe it's a forest clearing or something that you you may change the visual aesthetics of the land a bit. But again, really with ag land, that land being worked uh, season after season, pipelines and, and ag properties really do uh, exist quite well together. The construction has not started yet because the relocation is still going through the state's process. Is there a timeline for that or a due date? Yeah, we do not control, unfortunately, do not control the, the timing of the receipt of any permits. Our, our goal and what we have focused on here at Enbridge is just to be ready once the permits are in hand, we are ready to, to hit the ground and start that construction. We have the pipe ordered. It's stored here outside of Superior, Wisconsin. And again, once those permits are in hand, we'll be ready to start construction. How does this fit into Wisconsin's energy picture? It's going to be a little bit longer does that mean that the product's going to be more expensive, or does that mean that there will be more energy running through Wisconsin? The relocation project will not add any additional capacity or space, if you will, on Line 5. So it still will transport the same amount of energy as it does today after the relocation is completed. So again, no additional energy supplies. Really, I would say it's a maintenance project, right, where it keeps it active pipeline that's been operating safely for decades just keeps that that continued flow of energy, which we rely on every single day. The relatively small amount of additional pipeline mileage, like I mentioned before, a little bit less than 30 miles, really uh, isn't an economic uh, impact that the uh, consumer would would feel at all in the the big big energy mix, I would say. And kind of what else is in it for Wisconsin or even especially the ag community, I, I think farmers understand it quite well. Um, of the, the intricacies of our supply chain, a lot of or, or a bit of what Line 5 transports, besides crude oil, and I think we all know where crude oil generally, you know, jet fuel, diesel for our tractors, fertilizer, all the, the many thousands of byproducts that are made out of petroleum or petroleum distillate. But really also, the look at the alternatives, right? Pipelines are proven to be the safest way to transport and the most economic way to transport these large amounts of energy that we rely on every day. So if you take a pipeline out that has been safely operating for decades, the alternatives traditionally are rail or truck. 
Obviously, more fossil fuels are consumed in the transportation of that energy because those vehicles burn more fuel, if you will. But also, it, it really can encumber our roads and our rails, right, which traditionally the ag community has relied upon to transport their goods to market. So again, by keeping a lot of that energy off of rail, off of the roads, it relies an indirect benefit to the ag community because it can really bottleneck some of those other uh, transportation issues that, again, the ag community traditionally relies on to get their goods and services to market. Paul Managhini, along with us, the Manager of Community Engagement with Enbridge. Paul, I've already asked you about the response from landowners about the Line 5 pipeline relocation. But what about other stakeholders? What have conversations looked like with different trade organizations, whether it be environmental protection groups or community development organizations? I think any energy project today certainly sparks debate whether it be uh, you know, a green energy project, whether it be a wind farm or solar fields, or, or in this case, petroleum-based energy. We welcome those conversations. It really helps us make a, build a better project at the end of the day. So maybe I would, I would just start with there. So yes, there are environmental groups who are you know, trying to, uh, or, or against, if you will, the relocation of the project to keep the oil continuing to flow. But, but I, you know, I like to look on the other end, too. There are some great supportive groups out there, including uh, a coalition which is formed here in the state of Wisconsin called Wisconsin Jobs and Energy. They have over 40 kind of founding members who understand the necessity of safely transporting this oil and what it means to Wisconsin. And I know there's several ag organizations that are part of that, that organization. The Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation is a member, the Dairy Business Association, Wisconsin Corn Growers Association the Wisconsin Soybean Association, the Cooperative Network, and also the Wisconsin Independent Businesses, which obviously a large number of them are farmer members. So again, there is, uh, I think, always two sides of opposition and support for a project like this. And I I really feel that we have significant um, support across the state of Wisconsin and many different groups, especially the ag community, sees the benefits of of a project like this. Before we go, Paul, another thing you wanted to touch on was propane. So natural gas liquid is another product that is transported through Line 5. Of the two general products that Line 5 transports, which is light crude oil and natural gas liquid, natural gas liquid is essentially mostly propane once it's extracted. So I know the farming community relies heavily on propane, primarily for drying crops as one of them. So this is just not a crude oil pipeline. It is also a pipeline which delivers propane here to Superior, Wisconsin, and over in the UP of Michigan, and then further south all the way to eastern Canada, which again is then delivered back to Michigan and stored in large underground caverns there. So it's not just about the crude oil, it's also about a significant amount of propane that is brought up here in the upper Midwest through the Enbridge system. Does Wisconsin produce any propane or crude oil? Wisconsin doesn't produce any crude oil or propane, if you will, or natural gas liquids from the ground. And we only have one re- small refinery here, actually, in Superior, Wisconsin. is Wisconsin's only refinery. It actually has been down for about three or four years now. So Wisconsin relies heavily on others for their energy supply. Um, and, and pipelines have been the safest and most economical way to bring that, that product here into the Midwest to our neighboring states, where it is refined and then a lot of the time, even pipe back into Wisconsin as a refined product. So just because there may not be a direct refinery per se in Wisconsin, there are all of the neighboring states are supplied by pipelines, which again, create that fuel and, and brought back here in Wisconsin uh, to meet our everyday needs. What is the risk of a, of a pipeline? There is a risk for any alternative, right, when we transport goods or services, whether that be driving a car, 
or transporting energy like we do. Uh, but again, pipelines have been proven, if you look at it per mile per the quantity of material that's been transported, pipelines, pipelines are the safest way to deliver that energy that we all, we all rely upon. Obviously, most risks are associated with potential leak in impacting the public or the environment. But again, when you look at all the other alternatives, all of the traffic it keeps off of the roads, off of the rails, our federal, federal regulator, the Department of Transportation, has stated, you go look it up, that pipelines are the safest way to transport bulk materials, bulk liquids, bulk gas. That's Paul Managini offering an update on how the Enbridge Line 5 relocation project is coming along in northern Wisconsin. They'll be building a pipeline to go around the Bad River Reservation. It currently goes through the reservation for about 13 miles. Line 5 is responsible for moving about 23 million gallons of product per day across the upper Midwest and into Canada, and it carries crude oil and natural gas liquid. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.